testing one two three see this is what I told you to check it ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord and our Savior and one of the things that I practice I want you to know that or rather I want you to know this that when it comes down to prayer and to the things of the Lord by the grace of God everything I say is intentional it is on purpose unless I make a human mistake and if I get distracted because we have a lot of moving parts in here and a whole lot of things going on at the same time while I am speaking to you uh, I by the grace of God will go back once I catch myself and and repeat myself so when I say these things I don't just say them because I say them every day uh, I mean what I say, I mean what I pray, and I pray what I mean, and I say what I mean. I think that's a practice that we as Christians have to strive to do so that we never get into this thing of just saying things because we've said them a thousand times before. God does not mind you praying a prayer that you prayed yesterday or early in the morning. What he does not want you to do is get into your prayer and repeat yourself over and over again thinking that he is deaf and he can't hear you. He can hear you. God can hear you very well. <laughs> God can hear you very well. Don't you worry about it? And he can see you too. Very well. So, stop playing with God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 570 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we are reading Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. Moving right along in the book of Proverbs, as my family did for over 34 years. 
This was a go-to devotional book. It, it is so deep and so rich. You can't reach. You can't touch the bottom of it. You can't get to the bottom of it. It's just too much. Deep wisdom from God and through His servant. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you. And Lord, I say I. I hope it is we. But Lord, people do not like to pray today and so I I can't include them I hope they are all praying and if they are help them to pray for themselves by themselves for I'm praying Lord to you directly and I praise you and thank you for your love your grace and your mercy your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word thank you Lord for giving uh, me and us who are here a mind to pray earlier today and Holy Father God for Jesus Christ's sake have mercy and grace uh, continued mercy and grace upon each and every one of us uh, who uh, are born again and for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive us of all of our sins as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who are have sinned against us in any way. And Lord God in heaven, I pray for the salvation of all people in the church and out of the church, including my wife, Marika White, and others in our family who are not saved, religious, but lost. Revive those of us who are saved. And Lord, I do pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife's life and out of the lives of other family members, friends, and folks in churches, and out of churches all across the country and around the globe. Give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, we pray now that you would please rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hearse his host rather from this time and from us at this time and uh, after this time help us always to be sober-minded vigilant and watchful and prayerful some are tired of doing that but you said uh, watch and pray that we enter not into temptation for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak and it is amazing to me how that if we have a little talk with you the spirit shows up and strengthens us so I give you the glory the praise and the honor for that power of your Holy Spirit grant me your energy your strength your unction and your anointing and your freedom and liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word to teach your Holy Word to preach the whole counsel of God and to preach your Holy Gospel and Lord help me to forever until I leave this earth give myself to prayer <clears throat> and to the ministry of the word that's why by your grace I'm here on this Wednesday on this Monday night rather 
after a tremendous Father's Day on yesterday. And I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for all of my children giving me uh, a wonderful Father's Day on yesterday, especially my youngest son and my youngest daughter uh, fixing my Father's Day meal and my Father's Day cake, and all of it was absolutely delicious, as all of the girls have done down through the years. Thank you for my son, Daniel Ezekiel, doing what he did to make it all possible, and, uh, and all of the well wishes that I have received once again, and not to mention uh, probably over a hundred plus letters that they have written to me down through the years that to Lord I can hardly read them without tears being shed. They, they shared from their loving innocent hearts and, uh, and some of my oldest daughter she wrote a letter when she was 18 years old and now she's 30 over 30 and she's doing quite well and her life's verse uh, has always been seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these other things will be added unto you and she has everything her heart could wish right now as I told her she does she's not a prophet she does not have to live like a prophet and she is doing quite well and able to help her siblings and I give you the glory praise and honor uh, Lord thank you for blessing me to sit on top of the world and to have this great experience of raising all of my children and some are still with me right now and how we have served you together uh, we just had a fantastic week of passing out gospel tracts and ministry and preaching and lord thank you for giving me your strength and grace and with the help of my son as well dan ezekiel yesterday preaching three sermons back to back uh, lord all i can say is thank you and Lord, I pray now that you would receive all glory, praise, and honor to yourself. For Lord, we're not even worthy, worthy to give it to you. Whatever you can squeeze out of what we do for your glory, please do so. And lift up <clears throat> your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that others may see him and come to know him as Savior, as I did December the 19th, 1979. I cannot thank you. I cannot thank you enough for saving my soul on that day. It has changed my life and changed the lives of our family members as well. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Jesus Christ our Lord, I have the high honor and the uh, distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing thus saith the Lord the Word of God the Holy Bible at Proverbs chapter 4 verses 1 through 10 hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. What a great follow-up Father's Day verse. <clears throat> I feel like preaching, but I can't. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. 
For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. <clears throat> Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou doest embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Have it to find a lodging place in our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, and help us to truly understand it and to meditate on it. <clears throat> and to obey it and to apply it to our lives help us to preach your holy word and preach your holy gospel so that others may see the light and come to know you as Savior in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake Amen ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White the third. President of Gospel Light Society International <clears throat> with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 584 my daughter Daniqua Grace White, who still does uh, all of the work she used to do when she was here, is one of the uh, adult children uh, who have uh, moved on from uh, the nest. My uh, nest will be empty one of these days in the future. She's uh, one and she left on great terms and great 
and, and with my, my great blessings on her life because I tell you she was faithful to the Lord and to the Lord's work even to this day she's watching right now and helping me and uh, later on this evening I'm going to hear from her <laughs> and right now she does not have any complaints about what we're doing uh, everything's coming in great and clear and automatically and beautifully as I still have two of my children still uh, with me in the nest and what a blessing it is uh, how they work together and, uh, and I want to say to all young people when you leave home leave right leave with your father's blessings and leave well and help out when you leave and be a blessing for the greatest thing our family has ever done and I remind my children that to never forget it is that we serve the Lord from morning till night every day from the time they were born until they left and uh, I dealt with uh, the empty nest on yesterday a little bit I will deal with it more uh, to help some of you out some I can't help because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. My wife is included in that. You got to deal with that with the, with the Lord for the rest of your life. Because there's some things in life, my dear friend, that you can't remedy after the time has passed. You just can't. Now I have some dear pastors, they will try to figure out a way uh, to make you feel good about everything. But I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not the one. I can't do that for you. Because there's some things like children growing up in your house, you better leave it all on the field. I don't care what it takes, I don't care how it feels, I don't care how difficult it is. Even Billy Graham said, "You, when the emptiness hits, you're going to even you, you're going to even uh, miss the bad attitude of the teenagers." So you you better. You better enjoy it while you can, cause and by the way, it's gonna go by fast. Zoom, zoom! It's a miracle of God, man. That that, uh, uh, that God has blessed me to see all seven of our children rise up, and and they all are doing well. They're not perfect now. They used to be perfect. They're not perfect now. And my heart is so blessed. And for me, it's a miracle that I am, my, my baby daughter and my baby son are here with me. It's a miracle that they're, they're grown. According to the American law in the American system, they are grown people. They, they've reached that age. And I'm thankful to God that he gave me the privilege, privilege to raise them. And, uh, and they have helped me in the ministry from day one. I remember when they were little children. And they would get mad because I would let them do something. Like put on stamps and stuff like that. They would get mad at me. Especially my daughter Nanny. And God has blessed her tremendously. Tremendously. She's only she's barely 30 years old. Barely 31. Tremendously. Her life's verse from the time she was a little girl was, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you. I remember the last day she was in my house. 
she, the job I assigned her to, she did it faithfully like she had always, uh, like she always has. She was faithful till the end. And God has blessed her tremendously. So, uh, young people, leave right and be blessed by God. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. I mentioned my daughter Danica because she's the one who uh, introduced our ministry to the devotional by Charles Haddon Spurgeon. She just did it on her own. She didn't ask me nothing. She was a little girl. <laughs> but she detected the power in that devotional. And uh, she started putting it on the site. People I started noticing all these people coming to read this devotion. What, where did this come from? And I found out she did it. And so I, I let her have that, that new job in this extension of that, which uh, no doubt thousands, probably millions now have heard me share this with people. Powerful devotional, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 says, and Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey. To obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Saul had been commanded to slay utterly all of the Amalekites and their cattle. Instead of doing so, he preserved the king and suffered his people to take the best of the oxen and of the sheep. When called to account for this, he declared that he did it with a view of offering sacrifice to God. But Samuel met him at once with the assurance that sacrifices were no excuse for an act of direct disobedience and rebelliousness. The sentence before us is worthy to be printed in letters of gold and to be hung up before the eyes of the present idolatrous generation who are very fond of the fineries of will worship go ahead Spurgeon but utterly neglect the laws of God and that's that, that's where we're living at right now you don't want to hear that you don't like that, but that's where we are today in the church. Look at me real good and see if I'm playing. That's where we are. You know that. If you have any sense, you, you, some of you pastors, I don't even want to say bless your hearts, because I don't want you to be blessed. Some of you pastors, you're still trying to go against God and try to, and you're trying to do this happy talk like everything is like it used to be. It is not, my friends. For the remnant churches, yes. For the 7,000 churches, yes. For the faithful few churches, yes. But 
The evangelical church in general, no. Catholic church, no. I don't care if you like it or not. It's not fun and games anymore, my friends. It's over. All that's over with. Okay? All that's over with. Let it die. It can't be the same now. Thank God the Southern Baptist Convention, they just came out and said they denounced the prosperity gospel as a, as a group. Because everybody who has... Uh, who, who in their right mind knows that the prosperity gospel as we know it seen on Daystar and TVN is nothing but a bunch of garbage. And by the way, some of the people that the prosperity gospel hucksters try to associate with the prosperity gospel, and no doubt these are good people who were tempted and who do not mind the finer things of life, but they earned it. They, they, they're not living off of the uh, people's money. They don't need the people's money. They probably given $100,000 back into the church offering every year or more. Because, see, they know, they know God blesses his people when they tithe and give. So they, they can make a million dollars off of one book. And some people try to pull them into that tent, and they're not. God blesses some people to to have money and to and to be able to handle it, handle it, to give to give to others. That's all there is to it. But they're not prosperity gospel people. They wear a five hundred dollar suit because they can. I mean, it's all there is to it. No big thing. All God wants them to do is share it with others. And so I repeat to Dr. T.D. Jakes, Dr. Joel Osteen, Dr. Uh, I forget the person's name now, but you know who you are. God has blessed you with money. Share some with me as I move away from this uh, former, formerly great country called America, the place I love, but has foolishly turned their backs on God. Be it ever in your remembrance that to keep strictly in the path of your Savior's command is better than any outward form of religion, and to hearken to his precept with an attentive ear is better than to bring the fat of rams or any other precious thing to lay upon his altar. If you are failing to keep the least of Christ's commandments, to his disciples, I pray you be disobedient no longer. All of the pretensions you make of attachment to your master and all the devout actions which you may perform are no recompense for disobedience. 
God has never blessed disobedience. God is not blessing. God is not blessing disobedience today, and God will never bless disobedience from His people, no matter who you think you are. To obey even in the slightest and smallest thing is better than sacrifice. However pompous, talk not of Gregorian chants, sumptuous robes, incense, and banners. The first thing which God requires of his child, his born-again, saved child, is obedience. So Dr. Barber is wrong when he says that a person who has been saved by the gospel can continue in homosexuality, continue in therefore adultery, lying, being a racist, proud and stubborn. No born-again child of God is going to stay in any of those sins without great chastisement and great rebuke, even death if it comes to that. No child of God, nobody. No born-again child of God is going to do that. That's not happening. That's what you think because you have falsely uh, preached this garbage to people and the whole church is sick. The head is sick, according to Isaiah. The whole body is sick, down to your uh, foot. You're sick with sin. And some of you, many of you, see the only reason why you can start thinking like that is because you're not saved. Only lost people think like that. I assure you. And though you should give your body to be burned and all your goods to feed the poor, yet if you do not hearken to the Lord's precepts, all your formalities shall profit you nothing. It is, it is a blessed thing to be teachable as a little child, but it is a much more blessed thing when one has been taught the lesson to carry it out to the letter. Obey God. Obey Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, If you love me, keep my commandments. How many adorn their temples and decorate their priests but refuse to obey the word of the Lord? And see, this is what God is sick, sick of. We got bishops and pastors and church, so-called church leaders, and everybody is dressed up in titles and garbs and, and, and money and gold and big cars and big houses and everything and but the people are not they and the people are not obedient and god is not pleased with that and he's going to say to many of you i never knew you you worker of iniquity Uh, spurgeon wraps it up my soul come not thou into their secret Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you for another great devotional time uh, around your holy word with you and with your choice servant, Charles uh, Spurgeon. 
uh, he being dead, yet speaketh, and we, and he, I am sure, uh, give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor, because only your anointing and your wisdom and your knowledge and your unction can do that. And so we thank you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. In case you're wondering, one of the reasons why I am here tonight is because I'm committed to God and I'm committed to giving myself to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. Uh, and, uh, and, and as an evangelist, I'm compelled to preach the gospel, particularly when I have the opportunity, the privilege, using the great technology that God has wrought through man for his glory, praise, and honor. Now, for the first time, we can reach people in every nook and cranny of the world. I know of a pastor and his church and his people in Kenya serving the Lord and they they I guess they listen to me every day and uh, and uh, we thank the Lord for them uh, but that's that's happening all around the world and we give God the glory now we go to the family segment what I call the family verses uh, very fittingly, this is our third day in Ephesians chapter 4, where God speaks to fathers. Especially, he includes mothers, but they are to help the father. They are not to replace the father. <clears throat> we have women today, quite frankly, so full of hell and the devil and rebelliousness and a lack of obedience they believe they can take the place of the Father. Let me just help you. As I've told you in the past, and I know you don't like it, this little rebellious journey that you're on, grouping up with other women and, and, and hating men, despising men, rebelling against men, uh, in, in the words of Dr. Tony Evans in his Father's Day message on yesterday, this inordinate authority that you think you can get over the man, uh, all of that right there, all of that's out of order. And I can tell you, I can tell you, Dr. Tony Evans is not trying to make you mad. Dr. Tony Evans has a pastor's heart too, and he loves people, and he wants to be loved too. He's not, he's not, he's going as far as he can go. He's going as far as God wants him to go, as close to the line as possible. But he's not trying to offend you. I can assure you, I can assure you that. He's too meek and too humble and too loving to do that. But he has a prophet spirit in him too. And you may think he's crossing the line. He's not. There's no need for you, I've told you this before, to be getting mad at him. You get mad at me. I'm okay with that. I have a different calling. I'm all right. I, you know, I, I, can, I can handle enemies from the family, from friends, pastors who are mad at me. 
I'm okay with that. Don't bother me. But you don't need to be getting mad at him. And thinking he's not hooking up with me. I'm not hooking up with him. He's his own man. I'm my own man. There are things he, I'm sure, would not agree with me about how I say things. I'm, 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 I'm sure of it, but he knows what I'm doing. The thing is so messed up and so way over here. He's not going to bother me because I'm trying to correct this, this too far over here. He's lovingly doing I'm doing it in a different way. Pastor's wives are mad at me. Women are mad at me. Some family members are mad at me. That does not faze me. It's messed up. Because see, what's going to happen on that journey? Where you think you can do, you can uh, replace a man, uh, you're going to find out that's not you, that's not possible. You're not going to be able to do that. I know you believe that, <clears throat> and that's what the world wants you to do. That's what Black Lives Matters wants you to do: replace the man. We don't need the man. You got women coming up to you talking. About, I'm the man. I'm your man. Okay? They want the man gone. That's, that's why you didn't hear much about You heard more about Juneteenth than Father's Day this past week. Now, now I, listen. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit of God working in me telling you this. It's the Holy Spirit of God working through Dr. Tony Evans. He's going to say it differently. He's more of a gentleman than, than I am. I, I grant that. He's over 10 years older than me. But we're saying the same thing. We're saying the same thing. What the, the verse we just dealt with. Disobedience. No matter what you sacrifice. No matter how much money you give. God is not going to bless disobedience. It's going to turn out to be a mess. And you're going to end up into more sin and in more trouble. With God. He's telling you that because he loves you. I'm telling you that because I love you. I, I, can't, I can't do any less. And I'm compelled by God to tell you. Stuff that is wrong will not work in the Christian life. Disobedience will never work in the Christian life. And do not get it twisted just because it seems like God is not punishing you right now. He's giving you space to repent. So obey God. Do it God's way. Ephesians 6, 4 And ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We've dealt with this over the past two days. It is not necessary for you, Father, to get so angry and so full of wrath yourself that you provoke your children to wrath with the foolishness that I've already named. God gives you a prescription. God gives you exactly what he wants you to do. He says very clearly 
but bring them up. Here's the alternative. But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I told you this before, and this is something I did not do. I didn't care. I didn't, it doesn't matter to me who it was. If you did good out of all of my children, I rewarded you and pat you on the back. If you did evil, I did not reward you and I did not pat you on the back. And you got punishment. Either corporal punishment, chastisement, with the rod of correction when you uh, did evil or uh, you got your computer taken away from you or a device taken away from you. I'm not going to have three children over here younger than you doing what they're supposed to do and sacrificing and getting the job done every day and you have a computer and you don't do your job. Nor do you send your report in. I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because those children are going to be bitter towards me. No, they're not going to be too bitter right now because they like you. They love you. And they want you to have a computer. Because they want to see you happy. But see, I'm not going to do that because I would be, I would be provoking them to wrath as time goes on. See. And they, they're going to be bitter towards me because I was not fair. I let you get away. Why did, I, why, would, why did I let you get away with doing, not doing your work? And they did their work. And they didn't do it because they were under any kind of threat. They did it because they had uh, a sense of responsibility. I'm not doing that. I, I recommend to you fathers, you keep a close eye on that kind of thing because uh, they're gonna, you're going to have children who are going to feel like you favor that child. They're working their behinds off doing what they're supposed to do. And that child never gets her work done, never gets his work done. And you let them have a computer. Don't be partial like that. Because you know, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to come back on you. It's going to fly back in your face. No matter how much the other three uh, like the other child, don't do it. I had a child who was trying to do that, and I took the computer away from her. And I'm so glad I did. So glad I did. And the three who were doing their job from their heart, not only they, they are still doing their job, and they are doing it even better. See, and that's another thing, fathers. You let somebody get away with that, it's going to hurt the morale of the other three. Show them that people get punished for not doing what they're supposed to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And at one time, she was the most pleasant child in the family. And worked just as hard as everybody else, but she, she stopped doing it. And I said, no, you can't do that. Uh, no, you can't do that right here. 
and, and then with an attitude. As Billy Graham said, you, you're going to have young people in your family with attitudes. And you got to deal with that. All right. Now, dear friends, let's pray for other families. And, and let me say something to you parents. It may be rough and tough. And to you, it may seem like forever, as it did for my wife. But I'm here to tell you, you need to take care of every detail of your marriage and family life, no matter how tough it may get, how rough it may get, uh, raising your children up. Because if you put your all into it and you leave it all on the field and you show the proper love and appreciation for your children and you rebuke them and chastise them when they do wrong at every stage is going to pay off in the end and you're going to have a clear conscience and if you want to go on a cruise somewhere after your children uh, have flown out of the nest you can go with peace and with God's blessings on your life and without regret without regret and with precious memories that you don't need a picture to look at. You don't need a, uh, a camera video to see. I have all of the videos, millions of them, in my mind at every turn in our family. I can go back anywhere. All we to the night my baby daughter, uh, oldest daughter, with my wife, Daniela, Danny White, was born. I, I, just as vivid, I'm, I, it's in my mind right now. The dark and black night that we drove from Madison all the way to Athens, Georgia, with the moon riding with us. Clear night, Thanksgiving Day. My baby daughter, Daniela White, and she and I, from that point for love thanksgiving not just because she was born but god put a thank god god put a spirit of thanksgiving in our hearts that knitted our hearts together thanksgiving being thankful she has written several books on thanksgiving and i have too our whole family has i'm in the car right now in my mind with my wife pregnant halfway moaning and groaning, but not too much. Our first baby was born that night. I said, I'm in the car right now. I see, God will give you precious memories, man, if you do it right. Uh, we're not talking about being perfect, nobody's perfect. But if you do it like God wants you to do it according to His Word, He'll give you precious memories. If you don't, you won't have precious memories. You're going to have uh, uh, nightmares. Anyway, let's pray for other families so that they will have precious memories too and not nightmares. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, all, for all families that don't know you as Savior, Lord, uh, have your Holy Ghost 
to not give them rest until they come to know your Savior. Revive those who are saved and fill them with your Holy Spirit and help them to commit to obeying your Holy Word. We pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and mourning. We pray that you draw them to yourself for salvation as well. Uh, around the world, across this country, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ because everybody in the church is not a Christian. Lord, thank you for just revealing, not revealing it, but just reminding me of that to the point I had to change my prayer life and uh, I had to change how I address people, those who name the name of Christ, religious, but many are lost. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray, however, that you would forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. And Lord, I pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Help us all who are saved to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would uh, lead, guide, and direct those people who are in the ministry of government. Uh, we pray, Lord, for the president all the way down to the police officer across this country and around the globe. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem and we pray for the new election in Israel and we pray for the salvation of the lost uh, in the, uh, the ministry of government. Uh, revive those who are saved. We pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of people in this field who have that problem that they may lead and guide uh, in their communities so that we can have peace. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and quiet in our communities. Lord, I thank you for the community that I live in full of peace and quiet. I pray this for everybody. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, that you would also protect those who are being persecuted, including us, from the devil and devilish people. Place, Lord, upon us all your protection. Deliver us, Lord, from our persecutors be they in the family, be they friends, be they in the church. Lord, unfortunately, I have many persecutors in the church who should be on my side, but they're trying to take me out as well, as you well know. The Judases and the Demases, uh, the Forsakers. Demas is one who has 
uh, who forsook the ministry for this present world. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Grant us your grace for our trying times and for our dying times and there are people who are suffering far, far more than me in Nigeria, in Russia, uh, rather in China and in other places. And so, Holy Father God, we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the millions who are still suffering from the coronavirus plague and uh, the, those who are dying from it every day. We pray, Lord, uh, for those families, but we also pray for some by name. We pray for the family and friends of Wisconsin resident Roger Allen Bim. We pray for the family and friends of Washington State resident Harriet Calkins Hunter. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Justin Todd Rose. And we pray for the family and friends of Rhode Island resident Joseph T. Schaefer. And we pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Barbara Barisha. We commit all of these souls into your hands. And Lord, we pray now for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests. Hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers for them. We pray for the thousands who have done so and the thousands of folks we've had the privilege to pray for, and we still pray for them. Uh, we pray for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. And Lord, we also pray the same prayer, prayer for these new prayer requests. We pray for Tamara. Please help her to get out of poverty for good. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. Please heal uh, Melanie's eyes and have the surgery to go well. We pray for Marie Grace. Please place the blood of Jesus and the strongest angelic protection over her life. Deliver her neighborhood from gangs, witchcraft, and occult. Help her to recover from damage caused by storms and tornadoes. We pray for Patrick, deliver him from putting things before you. Please save his soul and give him assurance of his salvation. And Lord, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved. Through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry, we pray for Nick, Ponzo, Vuzi, and uh, Emphazen, and Tina. And Lord, we pray for all of the people who have recommitted their lives to you, Lindsay, Denise, Lucy, Kumai, and Forrest. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. And now we pray, Lord, we pray also we commit our lives into your hands as well. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done and for what you're doing. Thank you for the privilege of what you have blessed us to do here today. And Lord, we thank you for these souls that have gotten saved and we pray now that more will get saved right now. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. 
Dear friend, if you're with us this evening and you are not saved, you are not born again, but you want to be, here's how you can be saved from hell and from the power, pain, and punishment of sin in this life and in the life to come. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that we all have done evil in God's sight. We all have broken His written law, the Ten Commandments, at some point in our lives. You say, well, not me. Have you ever lied before? Yes. Have you ever stolen anything, even from your father or your mother? Yes. Have you ever lusted after somebody or something? You desired them in an evil way? Yes. Have you ever dishonored and disobeyed your parents? The answer is yes. Have you ever dishonored God by taking his name in vain? Have you ever said, oh my blank? The answer is yes. Now that's just five of God's Ten Commandments that you have broken. How about adultery? Having sex outside of the bonds of marriage. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for your sin. There is a punishment for your sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die physically because of our sin. We do not die because of cancer. We do not die because of the coronavirus. These are the results of sin and a means to death. But we die because of sin. And God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful greenish, bluish, whitish ball hanging on nothing but his power, he will allow you to go to hell as well. You need to understand that. To burn and to suffer throughout eternity. I know that that's not popular. That makes me a very unpopular preacher. That's all right. I will never be a rich preacher because people don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear this. That's not my goal, to be rich. My goal is to get you saved from hell by giving you the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. That because of your sins, he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. So thirdly, dear friend, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. If you have never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you have never trusted in him as your Savior, if you have never believed his gospel, that Jesus Christ took your place, he paid your sin debt, he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, being the Son of God, therefore sinless himself, he didn't die for his sins, he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, thus proving that he is the Son of God and therefore God. 
that same Jesus Christ warned you of this awful place called hell. I'm not warning you. I'm repeating what Jesus Christ said and how he warned you. Uh, not to go to hell, believe in him. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48, In the word of God, And if thy hand offend thee, causes you to sin against God, thus offending yourself as well. Sin offends God, but it offends you, and God is offended because sin offends you. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed, that is, with a cut-off hand, than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. If your foot leads you to adultery, and to fornication, and to drunkenness, and the party hard lifestyle, which is full of debauchery and sin against God and against you. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. Jesus Christ said so. If you believe the other words of Jesus Christ, you must believe these words. Hell is sad, hell is bad, hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. God does not want you to go to hell. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus Christ has done everything he could do to save you from hell. And all you have to do is believe in him as he tells you in John 3.16. The most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart, my dear friend, right where you are. You say, well, I want to go, I want to be in a church when I get saved. I love church buildings myself. But you don't have to be in a church building to get saved. I got saved in uh, a, a Air Force dorm room, the thief on the cross, got saved on the cross. And if you can get saved dying on the cross, you can get saved anywhere. And that means that uh, baptism does not save you. Being in a church building does not save you. Being baptized in a church building does not save you. Giving money to the church does not save you. Doing good work in the church does not save you. So therefore, you can get saved right now by simply believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. So believe in him. That is the good news. You don't have to go to hell. 
Jesus Christ went through hell and went to hell for you. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. All you have to do to be saved from hell and saved to heaven is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth of the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on his name, believe in your heart, in Jesus Christ, who never committed a sin, but he died for your sins. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead on the third day, proving that he is the Son of God, yea, God. Believe in him today. Follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer. Mean it from your heart as you repeat it after me, phrase by phrase, as I did over 42 or 42, 43 years ago, however long. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight as the preacher showed us from your word. I have broken your Ten Commandments. I've done evil in your sight repeatedly. I am guilty and I deserve to go to hell. And I do not deserve to go to heaven. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins from my heart and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and help me to follow you Lord Jesus Christ in the newness of life for it is in your name I pray amen now dear friend of mine if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound 
faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith as a good disciple of Jesus Christ. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer as we listen to our fly away. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for what you've done here today. What a privilege it is to be here. And Lord, thank you for again for another great Father's Day weekend and a great Father's Day week of serving you together. Uh, for you're the greatest Father of all time. Thank you, Lord, for being that to us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Pray without ceasing until then.